Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Peter Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. We're back. Yes, sir. That's right. We were off last week. My fault. Yeah. I went, you know what's funny is you were like, hey, we can't do tomorrow. And I was like, all right, no worries. Right, right, right. And in my head, I'm like, ugh, going to go crazy tonight now. And then it's like, <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I just did my podcast. I was going to say, this is the reason why you don't go crazy on, <laughs> on a Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. <laughs> so that's a you problem. Right, what's, what, what is my dumb ass going to do on a Tuesday after our podcast anyhow? Plus, you always get up early to go work out before you do this podcast. It's not like you I roll do. out of bed and come here to do the podcast <laughs> begrudgingly. <laughs> Plus, also, like, man, like on Tuesdays, like I do the men's room, then I do my podcast. Like, if somebody calls me after I've done my podcast, I just, I just hit ignore. Yeah, like, ah, yeah. Well, I'll talk out. Yeah, I'll do. I do that all. I'll be that. That'll be my way. Like when I get home today, like I feel bad for my wife. I, I get home after doing the show, the podcast. We even did a, a podcast for. Um, you remember Carla Marie and Anthony? They did uh, mornings on Cube, I believe. Okay. And they were also on Kiss at one point as well. They're we'll now say. on Twitch, and they're doing other stuff as well. But like, they had me and BJ on to do like a quick uh, game show, a music-based game show uh, on their uh, Twitch show. All right. And so we did that at ten fifteen after our morning show. That was only fifteen minutes. It was a super fun time. I think it airs this Friday. So just All right. check their Twitch. We'll, we'll, I'll share it on my social media. Uh, but then take a little bit of a break, eat, watch a little wrestling from the eighties, like I like to do on a Wednesday. And here we are. By the time I get home, I'm like, I don't want to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm the- <laughs> now, Wednesday night, sometimes I'll go out. It's like, ah, all right. Got the two podcasts. Like, yep. through that. Like, there's plus Thursday with Big Dummy and stuff. Even though Thursday on the men's room is, is the biggest workload for me, right? Like, meat and potatoes, this and that. Yep. But Thursday's just an easy show. It's trivia. Yeah, so, like, it's I- fun. Yeah, I feel like if I do go out during the week, it's almost always Wednesday. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, th- but then after I, I'm all talked out, I try and rest my brain a little bit because then I go train on Wednesday nights for wrestling. All right. That's like the night that we all get together, and that's why I wasn't here last week. I had that big match at Defy on Saturday night. I was in my head because I've been dealing with this injury where I haven't really been able to train. I go and I absorb mentally, but physically yeah. I couldn't really roll around after I sprained my knee. I'm assuming it's a sprain because it seems like it's getting better to the point where. Things are okay. All right. Um, but I, I needed to like, get some time in the ring before that match because I was stressed out. And sure. so I met up with my buddy, uh, classic Cody Chun. Shout out to him. And uh, Danica De La Rouge, also uh, two great wrestlers around here. They met up with me prior to our training uh, to like just, just lightly work the body out so I could make sure my knee is going to hold up for that match. Because I was like, it was pretty much a Wednesday decision if I could even pull it off or pull it off to a decent level. And I uh, met up with them. Early, so I wanted to go home and spend some time with the missus and the kid, you know, so therefore you had to suffer and not do a podcast. With hey, you. look, I didn't suffer, Steve. The listeners of the Mega Cast suffered. I'm sorry. It was, it, I was a bundle <laughs> of stress last week, let's, to say the I, least. I would imagine. I was so stressed. It was a kind of a big deal. Now, look, I, I, I haven't seen it. I've just, uh, on Pub League on Sunday, uh, Jerry that plays in our league. Yep. Anybody that's a Sounders fan, you know Jerry Neal. Of course, Jerry. He's, Right, he's a, he he he's at every like key and that. Any trust me, like people know Jerry, but he's also a goalkeeper in, in pub league. Uh-huh. So like he's taking the field and he's like, "Hey, Ted, 
did you talk to Migs? And I'm like, uh, no, not yet. He's like, you had a hell of a match last night. It was a match tonight. Like, it was great. He's like jogging to his goal. That's amazing, dude. It's so, oh, blowing my mind, dude. It was like that. And it, dude, the fact that it went so well was like such a great thing. And I owe oh, a lot, like behind the curtain, KJ, buddy. I don't want to like give everything away, but LP. Man, I would work with that guy every weekend if I could. Right. So Jerry does that during the game. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I'm dehydrated from the weekend and playing soccer. I can barely talk. I'm just in Fred Meyer trying to get a Gatorade. And I run into Kevin from Metal Shop. Yeah. And he's like, oh, did you talk to Migs yet? Hell of a match. So I'm like, <laughs> all right. I get it. You had to be did great. I'll talk to him on Wednesday. Jeez, you guys. Dude, the highlight of I mean, it all. Steve, you got to imagine. And sorry, Kevin. But when Kevin stopped me, I'm like, I Kevin, I'm just trying to get a Gatorade, man. It's too early. I can't talk. I'm all talked out. <laughs> I haven't even started talking. I'm all talked out, Kevin. <laughs> I just was like, I can't talk until I drink this. And I'm like in the store by the by the section just yeah. drinking the Gatorade. It's like me out here at work. I'm like, if I haven't had at least three sips of coffee, and please don't talk to me yet. Yeah, right. I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. But, dude, it was... It was like... Well, just to kind of set it up, I'll try to make it super quick, so I don't want to like... Take yeah, up go ahead. Time. But, uh... So we leading up to it, I'm a nervous wreck. I'm, I'm wrestling a guy who's a big name. I'm wrestling at Defy, which has been like, if there was Mecca for me, like the, the like if the if the, you could give me that one place, I would always want to work. But I'm not going to push because I know I get to work there as a ring announcer. Never wanted to put Matt and Jim and Annie in a weird spot where I'm like, hey guys, I like to wrestle here. Never once in all the years I started wrestling. Also, I never felt like I was ready for that because it's like Defy is like the super indie. Uh, the, uh, the biggest names that aren't in the WWE, some that are in AEW, like John Moxley was there. You know, I mean, right. You got guys that have been all around the world that are going to be a part of that. I didn't feel like I'm, I'm completely content and happy being the host of Defy. But of course, in the back of my mind, I'm like, maybe one day that would be pretty cool. So when the, am the, I wrong in thinking over the years from when I first started going to those? Like they, not in a bad way, but they've consciously tried to get like more. Like bigger names as opposed to let and less local guys. Um, yes and no. Right. They still do a lot of local guys, and they fortunately mix them in with the big names, hoping to elevate the local guys. So that way, right. you know. But but it's not like three fly-ins and the rest locals, right? Now it's you know still like five, six lo- locals, and then like eight fly-ins. You know what I mean? Like right. you, you, so like they're getting the big names, but they're. They're still giving back to the local guys, but like you got to be on top of your game locally if you think you're ever going to get booked at Defy. And that's not like me trying to pat. I was a special circumstance. Like I feel like I earned it, but I also there's a story behind it. There's this guy LP. He's been effing with me for two years, and I finally hit my breaking point and demanded a match against him. And that's what happened on Saturday. So it was like this great buildup, but my nerves were a wreck because I'm like, yeah, the Defiance, they got my back. You know, they're a great crowd, but I'm still, I don't want to look like an idiot. I'm sure. wrestling a guy who is wrestling at New Japan. He's part of the Bullet Club. He's a big name. He's an awesome dude. He's from Vancouver. I don't want to give him a bad match because, you know, he's a great wrestler. I don't want to, I don't want to waste his time with Stevie Schlub over here, like not helping, not picking up my own end of the slack. Then they announce, so I'm already a nervous wreck. Then they announce, we partnered with Pluto the online television network that's free for everybody at Pluto TV, and we're going to broadcast this live for the entire world to watch. Oh, no pressure at all, Steve. Dude, that was when I was just like, and at that point, I still didn't know if my knee was going to hold up. So I'm like, Ugh. you have got to be freaking kidding me. Like the one, the big opportunity, not that I'm hoping I'm going to like get signed or anything along those lines. 
Then they announce, oh, and also on top of it, you know, Rich Bertini, who always does the ring announce or the play-by-play commentary, he's going to be there to do it live. And his his co-host, his his color commentator for the night is Colt Cabana, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Yeah. And even I know him. Right. Awesome guy. Great wrestler. Oh, thanks for the extra pressure. So like, it was just like one thing on top of another on top of another. But like, I, I give, give props to my buddy Cash, who's a guy that I train with. He's one of our main trainers. That I, I And he was just like, dude, don't be nervous. I'm like, well, that's easier said than done. He's like, if you suck, you're going to suck if you're nervous or not. So why waste all that time leaning up to the match, being <laughs> nervous, and then suck when you could just be going into the match excited, in the mindset of, I'm going to have fun, and if it sucks, still the same end result. I'm like, I, that's a very weird way to look at it, but I totally get what you're saying, and it did help a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man, but then it went really well. Uh, I mean, it could have been better, obviously. Like That's how I'm always going to be, but the crowd well, sure. loved it. Great feedback. My highlight of the entire time was it was like people were talking about it on Reddit. I don't go on Reddit. Right? All right. It seems like a miserable place to be. For me personally, like I just don't know if there's I some want. good stuff on Reddit. I know I need to be better about that, but wrestling Reddit could be like the most sure. negative of negative Nancys, right? Yeah. So somebody sent me though a screenshot of it during the match. I guess people were talking about, of course, the match live on Reddit, and someone said, "Who is Migs and why is this match great?" LMAO. <laughs> like, See, that's awesome. <laughs> that made my day, dude. All in all, it was a great experience. And you'll love this, though. You know, like we use the TED Talk to get people pumped. And I know we're going to get to that in a yeah. second. You know what really got me in the right mindset the morning of uh, this match? So the morning of, I'm like, you know what? Go to the gym. I'm going to do everything I usually do. Just kind of get like in, in a good mindset. Get loose. And I decided to watch a 35-minute Arnold Schwarzenegger speech. <laughs> 35 minutes? Yes. Jeez. It was like a montage put to, you know, set to the anthemic music that you know what I mean? Like, and it's called Think Big, Work Your Ass Off. It's 35 minutes long and it's like the best of Arnold Schwarzenegger speeches all edited into like this one giant motivational TED talk. (laughs) And dude, by the end of it, I was ready to run through a wall. I was like, I'm ready. If you want to make me bleed, if you want me to dive off the top rope into the crowd, I'm like, I'm going, I'm giving it my all. Arnold, if Arnold could do it, I can too. I thought maybe you're going to go with Herb, uh, uh, Herb Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but Arnold was what came to mind. All right. And there was one clip. I got it right here. This isn't the part that motivated me, but it was just such a, this just is like the epitome of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's talking about. People complaining, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to chase my dreams. You know, there's not enough hours in the day. And Arnold sets him straight. We have 24 hours a day. We sleep six hours a day. So that gives you still 18 hours. There's someone shaking their head out here in front to say probably, I don't sleep six hours. I sleep eight hours, right? Or just sleep faster. So we have eight. Sleep faster. Sleep faster. All right. <laughs> sleep quick. And one or the other one, I watched a couple of He called speeches. me out, too. I'm like, oh, I sleep eight hours. <laughs> sleep quicker, Ted. Yeah, jeez. My bad, Arnold. quicker. <laughs> Such an Arnold speech, dude. It's so great. But if you really want to be motivated, this is the way to do it. Ted Talks. Starring. <laughs> Peter Smith. That's funny, because that kind of leads into today's TED Talk. Sleep just, faster or get some sleep? <laughs> just be who you want to be, right? Like, there's so much there's so much information right now for people to, to take in. And I feel like sometimes uh, I'm guilty of it. Everybody is. Like, you almost try to be 
somebody else yes. or what you think people want you to be. Anybody, you know, being what people want you to be is tough. But also, like I know, if I read a new theory on life or whatever, then all of a sudden I'm trying to be this guy mm-hmm. or I'm trying to be that woman who says do this or that. So just be who you want to be and be true to yourself, right? As opposed to just trying to be an imposter of somebody who you who you admire. It is, dude, I, it is, it's almost like we planned this. <laughs> it's so weird because, dude, that was another thing I was going to bring up. Like, what was also stressing me out is like dealing with like they was that imposter syndrome that a lot of people talk about when like you feel like you don't really belong in something that you're doing. Correct. And wrestling is definitely that for me. You know, I mean, I, I bust my ass, but like, I, it's not my goal to become a professional wrestler. Like, as a job, I know I'm in my 40s. Like, that window is definitely closed. But like, I still treat it like it is a job, and I still go into it as hard as possible. And I, I take it very seriously, and I worry that people don't think I do. Uh, and then it gets in your head. So, like, Saturday night was one of those nights I just needed, man. Like, it was like yeah. that night where like, I had so many messages from people that were inspired by it or just, like, just had a, my, one of the main people from, like, Live Nation, the concert place, apparently was texting Ryan while the, uh, our boss, Castle, while the match was going on, going, this Dude, Steve's having the match of his life. Like it was like, <laughs> and I, that's I, what I'm saying. Two people came up to me. I mean, on Sunday we're just like, oh man, it was unreal. Oh, dude, it was an experience I'll never forget. Like I, 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 and I was there, and Ethan HD was in my corner. Like that was huge to me, and that nice. was a big part of the match. Everything about it. I mean, obviously, like I said, nitpick things left and right, but on the whole, man, it was a night that I'll never forget. It was one of the greatest nights of my life. I like. Did you cheat? Uh, I mean, you know, ref got knocked out. I'm the good guy, but I might have, you know, resorted to some uh, dastardly tactics. All right. Well, you never know. So I'm used to just being like F, you know. We both were cheating. F you, Migs. Yeah. No, like, you know, he was trying to punch me in the ding-a-ling. All right. Well, sure. I mean, who has to try to punch you in the junk? I mean, my wife every night. Uh-huh. Hey. Uh, at one point, he pulled the ref. I feel like Munson did just once on just trying to be funny. I think he did. You're absolutely right. <laughs> right. Like, I have nothing to base that on other than knowing you and knowing Munson. Just a random nut shot. Yeah. Little, and it was probably like a little quick flick. Right. Like walking into a game or something. Wait, <laughs> when the ref got knocked out. <clears throat> all hate, of a sudden, hate it when that happens. I hit him with my finisher. One, two, three. No one's, no ref there. I got mad, Ted. I grabbed the chair. I was about to hit him with the chair. I slide it in. I grab the chair. Ethan puts his foot on the chair. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? And he goes and opens up his hoodie, and he's got a Bullet Club shirt on. Which is, oh! And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And he knocks me out. And he grabs me, puts me on that chair. He wakes up. LP, LP now is about to jump off the top rope. and like, or He's about to super kick me while I'm sitting in that chair dead and lifeless. And then Ethan goes, you know what? Get up to the top rope. I'll get another chair. You hit him with the chair. And so he gets another chair. So I'm sitting there lifeless. And then as LP puts the chair up, it's in front of his face so he doesn't see Ethan. Ethan rips that shirt off. And what's under it? A MIG shirt. Oh, puts me double through, crossover. Double swerve. And I get up. He wakes me up. I see LP's junk right in front of my face. So what I do, like a good American, I stand up and I punch him in the dangling. And then he's suffering. Ethan sets up two chairs, and I pick them and throw them off the top rope. He lands on the chairs, hook him, full Nelson, drop him with the full Nelson slam. The ref conveniently wakes up at that very moment. One, two, three, the place goes bonkers. So you actually won. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> it was amazing. Nobody even told me if you won or lost. They I didn't know I you, was going to win. They just said you had an amazing match. That's almost even better. It was so the, great. The people were pimping you and nobody bothered to say if you won or lost. That's good because you know, a lot of times when people don't realize, I mean, I love wrestling, but so many times people are like, still think of it like it's a sport, even though like the people will let go, you know, it's not real. It's like, but then the same people will be like, hey, how'd it go? Did you win? I'm like, well, it doesn't 
Yes, but it, like it's a performance. Like I'd rather you say, "How did it go?" Was the crowd into it? But you know, I get it. It's there's a winner and a loser, and your boy Steve Miggs was the winner that night. Well, Steve, it was a good weekend for the Mega Cast. Oh, you won soccer. Not only did I win soccer, we won one nil. Oh. Last two minutes of the game, I'm playing defense. I said to the ref, I said, how much time's left? He said, two minutes. I looked at the other defender. Keep in mind, folks, I'm playing 7v7, so there's only six field players. It's a half field. Look at the other defender. And I said, hey, there's two minutes left. I'm pushing up on this corner kick. And do you know who the other goalie was? None other than the mayor himself. Wait, what happened? Oh, Joe and I are on the same team this year. Did he get traded? Well, we switch up the teams every year. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm on corner kick Murphy's. He's on Booze Azul. Ah, screw Booze Azul. I push up, corner swings in. There's a little scrum. It's on the ground. Ted Smith blasted past Joe. You are got no way. We win 1-0. You scored the game-winning goal? Good <laughs> show. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see him. Next time I see him. Please, give it, because he goes, you're going to be insufferable about yeah. this. I was like, you're damn right I am. Yeah. And I gave him the double fist. I was like, let's have it go. Oh, dude, that must have been, I said that too in the ring at one yeah. point. Like, it just kind of came out. And then I was jogging back on defense. You know when you can, like, jump in the air and kind of do the arm pump? Yes. Yeah, I did one of those, and I heard somebody from the sideline go, that guy's really fired up. Yeah, you scored on your friend. Right. I always used to feel bad for Tackler when the Donkeys would play the Stars. Tackler was the goalie for the Stars. Right. Tackler's one of our homies. You yeah, Tackler's the man. I love right. that dude. I mean, most of the guys on the Donkeys grew up with Tackler. Yeah. He would have been probably, I mean, he became the goalie for the Donkeys when I said I couldn't stay up late and do Donkeys games, so I had to retire, you know, stop yeah. playing. But, uh, you know, I was already the goalie, so when he stopped playing in Oregon and traveling and came back to Washington, he couldn't be our Goalie, because I'm the damn goalie. Uh, well, anyways, whenever we play them, like the players on our team took extra excitement when they would score on him, and he got extra mad when he, you know what I mean? Because it's like that's your buddy. All right, so real Makes quick, it more fun. We talked about this last night on the podcast. Uh, like playing with him is so much fun, but man, it felt good. So it's like, what's better, having your buddies all on your team or scoring or playing against one of your buddies? Ooh. See, it's a tough call. Yeah. Because you're right. Like, it's better when Tackle's on the team, but also you take a little more pride when you score on a buddy. Yeah, because I can only do now based on drop-ins and, like, getting together. Like, And I'll, I'll play a lot of hockey with our buddy J-Mac, and he's, in, he's you know Jay. He's a yeah. phenomenal hockey player. Like, I'd much rather him on my team than have him on an, any other team. But when I stop him on, like, a breakaway, it feels a lot better than, like, him scoring when I'm on his team, of course. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, suck it, Jay. And they'll score like six more on me. Now I'll act like that doesn't happen. I, I will. And then I'll, we don't have to talk about too long. I will see this. Almost better than scoring the goal was in the first half. I put a little couple shots on him. No pace. He's stopping him easy. Oh, he probably was feeling that. Oh, and at halftime, he's walking by and he's just staring at me. And I didn't know where I, I just look at him. I go, get the F in your goal. Stop, ta- stop looking at me. Did you say that for real? <laughs> Well, he told his team to foul me. You're not even allowed to foul in this league. He, he told him, he goes, whatever you do, don't let that guy score. The friendship is falling apart because of pub league. <laughs> dude, that's happened before in hockey, too. Like, we'll be playing a game. One of my, I remember my buddy Dave. He doesn't live here anymore. Awesome dude. The nicest guy in the world. Does stuff like he does charitable stuff. Yeah. We're having a game. And, of course, you get a little more mouthy. He said something. I go, why don't you just go after yourself? He goes, what'd you say? And I'm like, man, I'm getting caught up in the moment. And he's like, yeah, and he goes, 
I'm sorry, too. What are we doing? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's just hockey. But also, I would never dare say that to anybody else in the league. But because I know him, I felt okay just being like, get the F in your goal. Stop looking at so me. So great. He's probably giving you the looks like, I already stopped you. I got your number. That's what I'm saying. It's, oh. it, it might have felt better just talking trash to him than it even did scoring. I am so happy to hear that. I know. I'm surprised I didn't text you. Then I, I got hurt in the second game, so I did some coaching. But I was, I was like, text, matter. I was texting everybody who knows the best, both of us. Like, so our other buddy was like, hey, don't forget, next Sunday we're having a roast. And I go, Joe got roasted today. Oh, dude, next time we're all together, I'm going to crumble up a piece of paper and just throw it past him. I go, does that look familiar? Oh, yes. I'm going to make you feel comfortable with Ted's here. <laughs> does that feel familiar? <laughs> you should just do that from now on. <laughs> just throw stuff just by him. Be at lunch. Really, like, just roll. Some of them just throw it by and be like, looking like, what the hell is that about? Like, remember that? <laughs> just keep doing it. Because <laughs> he can never get you back. Short of stopping you with seconds left in a game on a, on a breakaway. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Even if his team beats your team, it's still not that one-on-one moment that you just accomplished. Yeah. Like, he's, it's almost impossible for him to redeem himself. And thankfully, somebody was there taking pictures. So I haven't seen it yet. I but need to see those. As soon as the game ended, I was like, Dan, did you get a photo of that? And he goes, I got one good one. And it's just Joe's body turned into the goal. And the ball just like, you know, when like it extends the net. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to see this picture. I'll blow it and, up. And put it everywhere. I mean, that's going in the meltdown crew. Everybody Let's see get it. it printed on like one of those canvas prints. Every once in a while, I get like one of those deals where it's like, this size print is free, just shipping. But for an extra four dollars, you can blow it up to a big ass one. Dude, do that. Great. Cobb's already talking about putting it on a t-shirt. That too. Yes. <laughs> Count me in for a size large. <laughs> I'm just gonna harass for Joe. Oh, next time we're all together, we're all wearing that shirt. <laughs> Look familiar, <laughs> Joe? Turn around. Look defeated. They, 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 yeah, now they recognize no, that's you. That's right. <laughs> Well, we take a break. We'll come back. We got more sports to talk about. Yeah. Nothing nearly as exciting as the Ted Smith scoring <laughs> on the mayor himself, Joe. <laughs> and for those that are curious, when can they watch this match against me and LP? Pluto, at some point, is going to put it up on their Channel 7 uh, on demand. It'll be up hopefully in the next few days. Like that. We're yeah. all waiting. And then uh, I'm sure we'll all share it. Anyone that's involved with Defy, myself as well. And it'll be up there. As soon as they post it, it'll be up for 30 days. So you get to. And it just, like, I know, I'm doing the same thing. Like, dude, we're saying, it's like, dude, right? like, it just takes a minute to edit all this stuff down. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll get it up. It's I'm like, sure I know. Like, I'm just excited. I know some people had, like, I think there were some technical glitches. So I bet they want to, like, clean all that stuff up before yeah. they put it out there now. But. Yeah, it was it was a night of a lot, and, and awesome to meet a lot of people that listen to the station, the megacast. That's always cool. And the messages I've got Monday morning, the text lines were full of people that watched the match. And I was oh, like, nice! Yes, I'm glad it didn't suck. I was so nervous to promote it because I was like, I'm gonna be. A, I mean, obviously, if you're not a wrestling fan, you probably watch me like this is dumb because you just it's not your thing. But the wrestling fans that enj- the fact that they enjoyed it, I was like, that's cool. And that one guy on Reddit. Yeah. yeah, shout out to that one guy on Reddit. That's right. When we come back, we'll talk sports. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll talk a little bit about the draft. Talk a little draft. Big game tonight in town, too. What game is... I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> when the Megacast returns. Ted and Steve need a minute to jump in the shower and crush a beer. The Megacast will be back.
At the Star Wars Tanning Salon, we use the force of Lightspeed Tanning Bed technology to give you a quick all-over tan that's better than laying out under the twin suns of Tatooine. And at Star Wars Tanning, you'll never have to deal with irritating sand people. Plus, in our waxing bay, if you're a little hairy down there... Our waxing Jedis are expertly trained to get you as smooth as a Lando Calrissian pickup line. Star Wars Tanning, where it's okay to go to the dark side. I wish the entire Kraken hockey team would line up and shoot pucks at Ted and Steve's face. Sorry, that was a little aggressive. I just want them to shut up. The megacast is that. Wow. All right. It's going to be weird not having any hockey to watch. I mean, it's playoff hockey. All right. So now that the crack in our house, like, I was watching the Caps last night. I'm like, I'm still going to cheer for the Caps in the playoffs. Absolutely. All right. I was like, am I being a bad Kraken fan? No, I'm still rooting for the, well, the Devils aren't in the playoffs, but I root for the Devils when they're not playing the Kraken. All right. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong. Are you picking, do you have a team though for the playoffs? The Caps, though. Just, yeah. Just the Caps. And then just, just because out of spite and I'm an a-hole and they looked great in the first, first round, but I want to see Toronto just blow it in the oh, playoffs again. See, I, okay, here's where I'm at with that, because it's funny you say that. But I, have a, say, I, feel, like, I feel bad for them. They, I feel like, they, like the Caps did it for years, just yes. the meltdown. So I'm like, I kind of wanted to keep going just the mess with Toronto. Dude, it's so funny you say that, because this is my weird way of thinking with the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. I want the same thing. I would lo- If they lose in the first round, I, I will find great humor in that, because I don't care. Like They're not my right. team. But if they win the first round, then I want to see them win the cup. If they get out you of the first I mean? round, they probably will. I hope. Like if they, it's two. It's one or the other. Either I want to see them win the cup, or I want to see them just get blown out in the first round because that's hilarious. I mean, that was the Caps things for year for years, right? Like they'd have these awesome seasons, yep, and then they would just lose in the first round or the second round when they played the inevitably played yep. the Pens. Yeah. So yeah, when they finally got past like the Pens, it was like. It was almost like the pressure was off. Yes. And they could just skate and go play. Well, it was like that with the when I was the first time the Devils won the cup. Uh, they beat the Rangers in the semis. All right. And it was like beating the Rangers because the last year they got beat by the Rangers when they were they they had the series lead and they ended up Messier guaranteed winning game six and then that happened and then they ended up losing the series. Uh so for the entire offseason and then the regular season, Rangers fans are just crapping all over Devils fans. And understandably so. That's what you do. So when the Devils beat the Rangers the next go-round, it was like that was the cup. So yeah. Like, I mean, eventually they had to, you know. They, they end up winning the cup. Yeah but, yeah. but that was like, that was winning the cup for a lot of us Devils fans. Like, I'm great. If, even if they don't win, they beat the Rangers. That's all I care about. Yeah. I mean, also, I got to say, Edmonton has some ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous sweaters. Like, just the color combinations. I'm just yes. like, I, I have no, like, obviously they have, what's his name? Like, the, McDavid. Right, arguably, and, like, Connor McDavid's arguably the best player in the league. And then Leon Dreisaitl, I think but, it is. Yeah, the other night when they came out, I was just like, damn, I already like your gear, but those those sweaters looked awesome. Yeah, what did the kids say? They got the drip going. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, though, Dallas, that alternate jersey, that, yeah. Sick. It's very futuristic. Well, they played the Kraken and they wore those jerseys. Us with our white and like that ice blue, and then with the black and the freaking neon green. I was like, this is like a hockey purist nightmare. What was also weird is I got home Monday night and like I just turned on my TV. It was on some sports channel where I had left it the day before, and it's the it's Tampa Bay and Toronto. 
and there is just blood on the ice and like five dudes fighting. There's like a minute left in the game. I'm like, what in the hell did I miss? Did you see um, the new thing that's coming? Ice Wars? All right, isn't fight. that the plot of Goon 2? Pretty much. All right, I said that on the men's room, then I realized as I said it, like, nobody knows Goon 2. Most people aren't going to know the movie Goon, much, much less Goon 2. And it's the kid from uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Danbury Trashers, the... You remember that documentary? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the he starts it. He's starting the league? Yeah, what's his name again? I can't remember. I forget. Yeah. That makes sense, though. Yeah, I think, it's, I think he's part of that. And it's basically old NHLers or old hockey players that don't that aren't pro anymore that still want to fight. And it's like an MMA fighting situation. And like a, they make like a square box for on ice. Like it's not the full rank. It's just like a little like. Oh, so they can't get away from each not other? Not too far. It's pretty big. Yeah. It's like basically like if you just kept like the neutral zone of a hockey rink. All right. So like in between the blue lines. Yeah. All right. But it's just going to be like two rounds or something like that. It's insane. It's coming on fight. I think uh, next, maybe at the end of this month. That'll be kind of wild, too, is hockey fights are legit, but one thing I love about a hockey fight is when one dude clearly gains an advantage... It stops. It stops. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see them just beating on each other. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be the same kind of bro code, or if it's just like, no, you just keep going until like you, you hurt the person. Yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't know. That'd be tough. But yeah, that's why I was like, wait a minute. I'm po- almost positive this is the plot of Goon 2. It's insane, dude. I mean, it's always been a joke about something like that. So yeah, it says, finally, the most exciting part of hockey without the hockey. A revolutionary combat sport featuring some of the roughest and toughest players in the sport of hockey, battling it out for hockey enforcer supremacy. May 21st, live at a casino in Alberta. It's must-see TV as we launch for our inaugural night one, eight-man heavyweight king of the rink tournament. Each bout, two one-minute rounds with a 30-second icebreaker overtime oh. round in case there's a draw. No long, drawn-out fights, just rock 'em sock 'em hockey fights. All right, so that's fair. Two one-minute rounds. I'm like, all right, so they, they're anticipating that. Yeah, so they're thinking it's going to be quick, but then you can see like what's going on. I do like, too, that it doesn't name-check the casino. It's just... Yeah, that's the rink. A casino. It said the name. I was, oh, oh. I was just like, who knows what the River Cree oh, Casino oh, my is. Bad. I, I thought they were just banking on some casino being like, all right, yeah, we'll let you guys do this here. <laughs> Ice Wars. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport. The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. Is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great, Great popcorn. popcorn. AJ Galante. AJ Galante, that's his Yeah, name. that was his dad's Jimmy. Big shout that. out to the shipping department for uh from Smith Family Popcorn for helping out my brother last week. Oh. They'll they'll get it. Shout out to this. <laughs> Shout out to them. My Uncle Phil is just a joke. He's the shipping department. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had to come down and help out in Maryland. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, let's see. First, let's just start, right? You had Brad Evans on this morning. Yes. <clears throat> CONCACAF Champions League final. Huge effing game, as Marshawn Lynch would say. Correct, right? And also, it's kind of exciting because uh, a lot of cup finals, like UEFA Champions League final, cup final, it's just one game. So this was a home and home, but it's 2-2. So it's basically 0-0, so it's kind of easy. Like, if you've never been a soccer fan, put on FS1 tonight, 7 p.m., whoever wins this, wins the cup. Right, and there's no uh, (coughs) points mean more scored on the road. Like, straight up, we're going into winner of this game, wins the winner of this match, wins the CONCACAF. 
Right, which which I prefer. Like, I think Me Cup too. Finals should just be one game. So I'm just like, look, it was exciting watching it, but I think it's awesome. Anybody can watch this one tonight. You don't need to worry about blah, blah, blah. It's like, right, whoever wins, wins. Man, you got to be feeling good. As I know it's it's this will be the first time ever that uh, an MLS, MLS team, team will won. win, and it's rare that a non-Mexican team wins. Last time I think it happened, Pumas lost. Like It was like 11 years ago. I think someone shared with us on, on social media or something like that. But like, And who beat them? I don't even know. I was going to say, right? Because it's not... It wasn't an MLS team. Right. So it had to be somebody from one of the other Caribbean nations. Yeah, I have no idea. But, the, I mean, you got to feel like the team has that momentum going on in their... In their like, just... You, you tied them with a miraculous tie in the last game. And now you're going to have over 67,000 people at the game tonight. And, yeah. and according to Brad Evans, we had on this morning on BJM Miggs, he says, they've never lost when they had over 60-something thousand people at a game. Like, they're 7-0-2. Oh, that makes sense, because I remember a draw against Portland. But yeah, right. every other time they've opened up the stadium fully, they've won. So hopefully tonight's not one of those exceptions. The other cool thing tonight, right, then you qualify for the FIFA Club World Cup. So that means, right... You're playing, just, like, the best of the best. Right, so you're going to play the best team out of Europe, which... It just, to me, it would be awesome, right? Like, we, the Sounders have flown over massive English clubs, Barcelona, mm-hmm. for friendlies. But the idea of being in that in that cup World Cup and like playing Liverpool because I I don't know if they're going to win Europe but they just advanced but like you're playing liver like somebody like that in a real match like that would be unbelievable to watch insane yeah like I'm trying to think of another sport to kind of make that comparison It'd be like me after my big win against LP all of a sudden WWE is like WrestleMania you're getting to wrestle the Rock yeah exactly right. <laughs> Right, it's like all right, who's like the who's the heavy who's the world who's the WWE champ right now? Uh, Roman Reigns. All right, right. So yeah. it's like, hey, great match. Good news, you qualified in the first round. You get Roman Reigns. Right, right, right. You'd be like, this is wild. Like, now what? there's there's always a fighter's chance, but just the idea of playing Especially those calibers in a, in, in a scripted sports entertainment world, there is. Yeah, <laughs> okay. but yeah. So this is a big effing deal. Uh, if you can't be down there, just watch it. Yeah. I know. I know. A lot of people will be at different bars. Are you going? I am not. Okay, so you'll be watching at home. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm old, Steve. I still got to go home and ice this goddamn ankle. Dude, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> I was just asking because I was just curious if you're going to be there. If I should be like texting, dude, what's it like there? I know. Well, yeah, it, it, there was a couple things. Yeah, the I was going to go and then. Yeah, the, the foul on Sunday in my second game didn't help. Oh. I'm like, all right, all right, I get it. That's what I've been doing. That's still a funny thing, Steve. You know. I'm sure you do it all the time with wrestlings, but like Friday night went out, Saturday went to the uh, spring game, had a mm-hmm. bunch of fun, wake up Sunday, play, so- and then it's like, yeah, I'm still recovering. I've been icing my ankle every yep. night when I get home. Oh, yeah, dude. I've been sore for the last few days, like worse than ever. My wife's like, oh, you wrestle all the time. I know, but I've been like, for a couple of months, I haven't been taking like like heavy bumps to protect my knee. And that match, I went balls out. I mean, I didn't. I kept them in my tights, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was just like, oh, my body's feeling it. But dude, the CONCACAF, it's funny because like all these years, I almost like, whenever we talk about CONCACAF games, I would almost say it in a joking way because I was like, these games don't matter for the Sounders. Like the MLS games matter more. And it wasn't until this morning, and honestly, days leading up to it, but when Brad Evans said that this is the biggest game in Sounders history, I was like, you don't think about it because you just think about, oh, MLS games are the big games. And he's like, this is a huge game because of like what you talked about. like The fact that they can go on and play at a level that they're not supposed to be in is nuts. Right, and it's also crazy, too. Stephen Fry had a great uh, quote where he was just talking about, he's like, look, there's a standard here with Seattle Sounders. Like They play for cups. 
Like you're always going after hardware one way or another. And the good thing is, it's still so early in the MLS season. Like, yeah, we've looked like crap in the league, but it's all right because you're winning. If you you're playing in the final for this, if you win this. Like it's okay. We'll recover. We what got a plenty weird of time. thing. Like if you don't make the, let's just say, God forbid, they don't make the playoffs. Like yeah, it's kind of a failure of a season for MLS purposes, but a massive success because they won the Concacaf. Right. So this goes on in Europe all the time, right? It's like, like if your team is in Champions League final, like it's always the argument: what's more important, winning the e- the English Premier League or winning the Champions League? And it's like. On where your team is, because mm-hmm. if your team's winning your domestic league, you'd be like, "That's all that's important." Right. So, like, but right now, can... everyone's like, "Concacaf's more important than anything." <laughs> right. So it's a weird balance, but I love it, and it would it would be another history setting thing. Honestly, the more we talk about it, I'm, I'm starting to get a little more nervous. I was very confident. Now we keep talking. About it, I'm like, "Oh, we we can't lose this game." Yeah, but even like Brad said, like the, the the Pumas team, like they just had a big, massive game that they just won. Like it was a win all kind of an important game, and like so he's like they're coming off of that. So that kind of sucks the life out of you a little bit. And also, I think you said there were some injuries on the team. They do, Yeah, they do have a couple injuries. <clears throat> I mean, all signs point towards this could be a very miraculous, historic night for uh, the Sounders. Yeah, man. Fans. Yeah. Oh, man, that's going to be I know, crazy. Pioneer Square, Square is going to be awesome. The, the guys I usually uh, sit with, like, they're tailgating down there at like 3 or 3.30. Yeah, I know, like Danny from our show, he's going down there on like 4. Oh, for sure, because yeah. that game starts at seven. Like, like, right. If we weren't at work, I'd probably be down there. I'd be down there by three thirty, sitting in the parking lot with my buddies, like cracking beers, tailgating. Yeah. My gosh, what a nuts! That's gonna be nuts. It is. Now, some other sports. Uh, also, hey, if you're an F1 fan, it's in Miami this week. So us on the West Coast, twelve thirty Sunday start for F1. In the morning or afternoon? Afternoon. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's I'm like, oh, that's a decent time to just watch it. That's like a, the first time you told me that they're playing after noon. Yeah, I, I think it is. Yeah. Outside of like the Texas race. So I'm just like, hey, if you ever wanted to watch a race, but you don't want to get up like a psycho like me at 555, like, yeah, 1230. Nice. You, you could watch that race. Seahawks, number yes. one. I think it's awesome. They're going to Germany. I am... 50-50 on going to that game. That's 50% more than me. Yeah. Well, because I've been I've been the one in London. I told you, my buddy's like, you got to keep the streak going. If they play in Europe, you're, they, you're, you go. You're the European Seahawks fan. And I've always wanted to go to Germany, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's tough. Someone uh, did ask on the text line if the dirty Germans were going to see it. <laughs> Trust me, if it was Ravens versus Hawks, the dirty Germans, both of them would be there. Yes. <laughs> I can almost guarantee that. If that matchup had been in Germany, oh like I, I, I'm guaranteed, throw would have texted me last night and like we're taking off. Like, yep, we were laughing. Like we're like, do you think when they planned all this out, whoever made this happen, like scheduling wise, was hoping that it was going to be a battle between Russell Wilson and Tom Brady? I mean, it's just like probably. I, I mean, maybe. I don't think they were thinking, man. If all works out well, it's going to be Drew Locke versus Tom Brady at Germany. Well, a big thing of it is too. When I was in London, the amount of Germans. That were in town to watch this, and they were all Seahawks fans. Awesome! So it's like a home game. Yeah. Hopefully, so somebody was asking me. They're like, "Why do they all like the Hawks?" And I think it has. I'm assuming I have nothing to base this on, but I'm guessing maybe when they started watching a ton of games over there it was probably when the Hawks were starting to really get good. Yep. So people picked them. Like I know people that are like I know I've met Army people that are massive Ravens fans, and I'm like, why? And they're like. Man, I just started watching football when they started, and they yep. got so good so quick. Like I just latched onto them, and I like defense. That's why a lot of people around our age love the Cowboys because when they Correct. were kids, they were loving like, or even some people that maybe a little bit older than us love the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was about to say the Steelers yep. are a great example of like, right? Like people just they they got into them. They when you're the a team. kid, you want to root for the winner. 
Yeah, I mean, look, my cousin Tom, he lives in Baltimore. He grew up in Riverdale in PG County with me. <laughs> he loves the Niners because when we were kids, the Niners were good. Now, right. to his credit, he stuck with them. Yeah, dude, I think about when I was a kid, I picked the Seahawks because I love Steve Young. And Steve Young, Steve Largent. And yeah. in my head, I'm like, what if I was a Steve Young fan? I'd be a 49ers fan right now. Yeah, I mean, look, I picked Arsenal because they were so good. <laughs> now they haven't won a cup. They won an FA Cup. They haven't won a ton since I started cheering for them. But same thing. They were so good. They were the only invincibles. I was like, stick it with these guys. I started thinking about, like, I'm such a narcissist even as a kid. Like, it was like people will pick teams that they like because they're successful. I picked players named Steve that I liked because they were successful. Steve Garvey, Steve Sachs, Steve Largent. I mean, look, I never get jerseys with names on the back anymore, but I'm like, I might get a Geno Smith just because it's my name's Smith. I could just lie and be like, I love number 10. I don't know, man. We could get Russell Wilson jerseys on the cheap. They're like on the on the Seahawks website for like 60 bucks. <sighs> oh, Russ. Dude, I'm, I I'm almost joined your club and unfollowed him on social media. How have you not yet? I don't know, man. I'm like that bitter ex-boyfriend that... Oh, you just want to see what he's up to? Yeah. Or she's up to? Yeah, but now I'm starting to see him hanging out and having a lot of fun with the new one and and like making stupid videos during draft day. Well, maybe maybe he could remember the kids we had. You are still part owner of the Seattle Sounders FC there, Russ. How about a tweet about that? He hasn't. I haven't seen one from him yet. What a POS. <laughs> Did you see his draft day video? Oh, cringe. First of all, even not- if he was a Seahawk, I'd be like, that was dumb. Yeah, that's not, that's not, I'm not, that has nothing to do, like, granted, it's Russ, but it's cringeworthy, but also, like, I don't know, man, like, leave that for people that actually got drafted. It was like a, oh, everyone's got all these young up-and-coming players are getting attention, but wait, what about me? I want attention still. I'm Russ. Yeah. I'm so happy we broke up. That could have been the organization that made him do it, but I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, they didn't make him wink. He winked. And with the ninth pick, is that like a, I sound bitter, I sound bitter. Yeah, well, it's because it's the pick we got for. I know that kind of pissed me off too. Like, what's what? Oh, oh, you guys picked Russ, huh? Suck it. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I I do like the draft. I liked it. Like, because you know college football better than anyone that I know. So, if anyone knows these players, it would be you. Yeah, the the offensive tackle in the first round, great pick. Cross. I'm not positive if we needed another running back. That's the only one I thought was a little questionable, but for a change. Pete and uh, John, John, like one out and like to me, like just drafted needs as opposed to like and maybe part of it was always having Russ. We were like, Makes oh, we, we can get away with not doing that. But no, like I, I think the biggest I, I've seen some people grade our draft is bad. I was like, I thought it was a good draft. Yeah. So like Yahoo gave it an A minus, but then someone at ESPN gave it an F. And I'm like, I, are they giving it an F because they didn't go with a quarterback and they went with that running back? I know you said that we don't. But man, we got some injury prone running backs and they got the best running back of the of the of college football. I thought I'm like I left yeah. Well, I was like that's a that's not a bad pick and I mean, I, I think know. the craziest thing was just after the first pick was like Seahawks Twitter people were just like, "Wow, we just picked a need." Yeah. Cuz there's so many years we would make random flyer Especially like first. And then, right, in the first we would just draft dudes. It was like, "Why did we draft him?" Everybody was just in shock like, "No, we didn't trade away the picks. Like, we drafted a dude we actually could use." Right, like a stud. Yeah. <laughs> like that's great. Got and that guy, he is big. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm quoting uh uh what's his name, the crazy coach down at he coached at Washington State. Leach. Leach. Yeah. And he's like, coach, look, right? He's right. He's big, he's got long arms, huge hands, but he's like most importantly is his feet. Yes. Like, he's not the fastest guy, but he's super quick, and if you tell him something once, he corrects it. 
That's awesome. Right. That's what I was like. That that to me, that's a ringing endorsement. Like he's got you know, because an offensive lineman, especially a tackle, like you got to have those feet. Well, how about both of the offensive linemen that they got were products of Mike Leach? Yeah, because the other guy was a Coug. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. So before Leach left uh, Wazoo and went off to wherever he went, like, Mississippi State. Mississippi. Yep, yep. Uh, he was coaching that guy. Yeah. The draft's also just weird because, like, we can't sit here now and figure it out. But, like, in the first round, like, at least 10 or 12 of those guys are going to be considered bust. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, dude, it's funny how people are, like, losing their mind. Like, why aren't we getting the quarterbacks? Oh, I'm like, like, when people forget about Malik Willis, I'm like, I was also on that side of, like, that'd be cool to get him. Maybe he's the guy. But I'm like, as it went on, I'm like, well, clearly Pete and John and the rest of the league feel like this guy is not worth taking in the first two rounds. Right, like the kid from Pittsburgh, Pickett, yeah. right? Like he does to me, he didn't have a massive upside, but he can go. You could start him tomorrow and he could play in an offense. And I think also Pittsburgh picking him, there's a little bit of like, I don't know. Like yeah, not, they not, know him. Right, right. They knew him all Malik, too well. Malik has a great upside, but, and when you watch it work out, he looks awesome. But then, like, I think if he got close to the draft, people are breaking down film and it's like, yeah, he, he still needs a lot of work. There's a reason right. he didn't go to the, what, third round? Yeah, third round, the third to, round, to Tennessee, and like he was like the quarterback for Cincinnati, I think. Was he was uh, he was at Liberty, Liberty, and that was also another thing. People were like, guys, we're losing our mind over the starting quarterback for Liberty. Like, let's pump. The and brakes. next year, there's a bunch of good quarterbacks coming out. Right, so if they suck, get one. Of them. <laughs> uh, I still, honestly, I don't know how. I don't know when it happens. I still think somehow Baker Mayfield ends up here. Dude, that's like you're reading my mind. I was about to say, would you would you want to see a guy like Baker Mayfield here? Yeah, I wouldn't. Wa- I didn't want to give up draft picks for him. Same, same. And I don't know that you want his whole salary, but I don't. You figure somebody, some quarterback's going to get hurt. You know, I, I mean, Drew Locke, Geno, throw Baker in there. Let's have a competition. See who's who's the best. I'm all for it as long as, like you said, we're not paying a ridiculous amount of money for him because he's going to get cut now. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to be able to sign. I mean, nobody's willing to trade for him. Otherwise, the trade no, would have happened. It would have. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of people said the the best chance of a trade happening would have been with the Seahawks, and they decided, no, we're going to stick with a guy who has a losing record named Drew Locke, and that's the that's our future, not Baker Mayfield, who has historically won for that team when he was healthy. I just want to see Baker and Drew in the same quarterback room, just to like. I just want to see them both dance. They, oh, they're dude. both really good dancers. That'd be awesome. Dance <laughs> off. That's how you get the starting job. <laughs> All right, anything else going on in the world of sports? Anything going on in your world this weekend? Uh, I'm going to go bowling. Oh, where you, I have to say where. You can send yeah. me that afterwards. <laughs> What's your game like in bowling? What do you usually bowl on average? My game is not very good. I mean, I could break like 100, but... I get excited when I break 100. Okay, so yeah, we're yeah, about yeah, yeah. the same level. Yeah. I mean, if I'm super focused, a hair over 100. More often than not, I'm hovering around that 80. Yeah, I mean, I would say it this way. When I golf, I, and it's been years, I, I, I strive to get around 100. It's basically my golf game and bowling game are about the same, except one's supposed to be lower and one's supposed to be higher. Yes. <laughs> Dude, my bowling game all depends on how well I do in the first few rounds. Yeah. And if it's not going all that great, then it just becomes, let me just play around with my technique. Which yeah. is no technique. It's like, let me try and throw it harder and a little to the left and see if that, and then it works for, I get a strike. I'm like, all right, I'll do that next time. Gutter ball. Yeah. I suck. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not very good, but it's fun. Oh yeah. It's always fun. You put your fingers in some holes, get some chicken fingers, then put your greasy fingers in those holes. <laughs> right. You always got to get chicken fingers there or chicken tenders. That's chicken tenders. Yeah. 
feel like French fries. I feel like French fries and pizza were always our thing. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, pizza. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I feel you. All right, we'll be back. I think we're back next week. Correct. Nice. Yeah, man. Two in a row. I mean, also, also, happy Cinco de Mayo. Tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Right. May the fourth be with you today. May the fourth be with you. Uh, Mother's Day, we can wait till next week. Yeah. I know uh, our buddy, his, uh, oh man, what is Zach's cover band? What band is it? They're playing over at the Matador and Ballard. Oh, he's in the Supersonic Soul Pimps, but I don't think that's the... No, he texted me. Matador always says good food. I love that place. Oh, man. Yeah. Zach Malang? Yeah. He's an awesome dude. Oh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute band. Oh, I didn't know he was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band. Tribute band. My bad. Yeah. He's a good bassist, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I might have to come out for that. And I know it's not a real holiday, and I know it's not Mexican Independence Day. Like, it's just a fun drinking holiday, all right? Let us have our fun. There's enough things that we're all on soapboxes complaining about. That could be the least of our concerns. I know. Everybody's like, do you go out for those fake holidays? Like, St. Patty's? Yeah. Cinco? Yeah. Yeah, that's a check that alcohol is real. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be back next week. Uh, Until then, follow us on Twitter, even though we never use it. Yeah, and go Sounders. Thank you. That's the way we end this. Yeah. Go Sounders. Go Sounders. Big win. And Mariners, hey, remember how to win again. (laughs) Bring up that Kyle Lewis guy. Yeah. He looked good. See ya. Oh, at the Megacast. At the Megacast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah.